Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Next up, we have Mr. Phil Walker. Phil has extensive experience in health and safety, and we are privileged to welcome him to the podcast. Over to you, fellas. We're privileged this week to have a long list of interviews lined up for HSE Network. First up is Mr. Phil Walker, Corporate HSE Director of Kongsberg Automotive ASA. Kongsberg Automotive have just started on their ISO 45001 journey. So for the benefit of understanding to our viewers, the ISO standard that will codify the requirements of occupational health and safety management systems all over the world. The standard was inspired by OSHA's 18001, commonly referred to as, as ISO 18001, a British standard that until now has been applied internationally. When it is brought into effect, ISO 45001 will effectively be more context-focused version of the existing OSHA's 18001 standard. We'll be discussing with Phil his experience in implementing ISO 45001 in the automotive industry, how this resonates with that vertical specifically, the challenges and the pitfalls, and of course the results. Now let's get started. Welcome, Phil. Thank you. Um, and thank you very much uh, for, for coming and doing an interview with the HSE Network. Uh, Phil Walker is the Corporate HSE Director for Kongsberg Automotive ASA um, and he has uh, been leading the charge on um, some focus on ISO 45001 journey. So um, I wanted to get some insight really Phil onto mm -hmm. the experience I guess that you've had in implementing ISO 45001. Uh, the automotive industry specifically, though, comparison to other industries, yeah, yeah. and how I guess that's resonated within the vertical, in that vertical specifically, in the challenges, pitfalls, and of course the the results. So let's get started. I guess um, the first question that I have for you is why has Kongsberg now decided to start the IS forty five thousand and one journey? Well, probably there's a few reasons really. We um, uh, we were looking at why were some of our manufacturing plants much better than others mm -hmm. uh, and we looked at the, what our best plants were uh, and one of the things that differentiated those was they had um, they had certification to uh, OSAS 18001 um, just two of our locations had that and also they had a really engaged management team mm -hmm. um, and so from that we then thought well this new uh, 45001 international standards has come out mm -hmm. uh, and that it made sense to to start looking towards that mm -hmm. um, and, and using that as a platform to in, improve the rest of our our business really and so that was what, why we selected it the other thing was wanting to be a, a ahead of the curve in terms of uh, the expectations in the automotive industry yeah. um, it's not yet an, uh, a requirement mm -hmm. in in the industry but but we could see that that's what that was what was coming so i felt that it was you know, now is the time to um, to start on that journey uh, and basically bring all of our plants uh, into certification by the end of 2020. So that's what we've started to, to move towards. That's uh, quite a challenge. How many, how many plants have you? So we've got 28 plants that we're, that we're, we're working on. Um, uh, and we're doing, you know, we're through um, the course of doing training uh, at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and w um, we've got a number of people within the business who are, who are trained uh, to, to, to give that. Mm. Uh, and, then, and then working with all of the plants reg regularly to, um, to help them, give them uh, resources and tools mm -hmm. uh, to, to help them uh, move forward and, and to certification. That's great. I mean... Are there any specific, cha I mean, that's, you know, with that amount of plants uh, and trying to get that rolled out across every single one, is there any sort of challenges that you, that you foresee or, or are going through at the moment? I mean, um, 
One of the things that it does, um, the, the, the standard, is it, it does focus on risk, uh, mm. and, and um, so risk assessments is certainly a key, key area of the, of, of the, the um, standard, uh, and getting people to, to recognise and, and understand um, how they have to really assess their whole business. Mm. Um, that, for some plants, has perhaps been a challenge, and, and so we're working through with that. Um, the new standard also focuses on um, worker participation mm. and, cons and consultation. Uh, and so for some, having you know, the shop floor workers involved in the, the business of setting, setting targets and mm. being involved in solutions maybe is not the norm in some countries. Wow. And so that, for some locations, that's you know, something new that, they're, that they've never done before. Mm. Um, perhaps for those um, uh, countries where they've got strong unions and mm -hmm. unions have been involved in the past, it's, that's nothing unusual. But for others, it's, it's you know, to have um, shop floor workers and the management of the plant sitting down together and deciding things is perhaps not the norm. So that's one, th one sort of aspect that 45001 brings in as a requirement. You can't get around it, you have to bring it in. But it is a positive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that, so that kind of engagement is, is really what, what I see as... Is, you know, helpful about 45,001 in the plants. That sounds really good as well in comparison to maybe other industries. Do you think there's uh, any differences in automotive um, to other industries in general? Um, I think the automotive companies are, are, um, are, are really being pushed in terms of corporate res mm. uh, responsibility. Um, and, and that means that they're, they're looking at their supply chain um, uh, and want to know that the suppliers that they're using are looking after the people that work there. Mm. You know? uh, and it's already been there from an environmental perspective, but now they're also looking, starting to look at you know, what are their suppliers doing in terms of the safety of their employees. Mm. Um, and so, so that, I believe, in the future will be a requirement in automotive, mm. you know, like 9001 has been for safety that yeah. you, know, you, you can't supply an, aut an automotive uh, company without having those, having those standards in place. It's going to be the same with safety. They're going to expect that from it as, as a starting point. Mm. And we've already seen that some of the big uh, manufacturers that we supply to, like BMW or Fiat Chrysler, have mm. already now mandated just this year that, that you have to be certified to 45001. So for us at, at, at Kongsberg Automotive, that also just reinforced that this was the right plan to, to start you know, when we started it you know, a little while ago. Sounds like you're on quite an exciting journey with it. And yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Do you see, foresee any sort of showstoppers at the moment or is it all looking pretty smooth? I think it's going to be pretty smooth. We, we've, over, over time, we've, we've sort of um, tailored our um, internal requirements within Kongsberg Automotive to to match some of the requirements of the 18,000. Right. So it's not perhaps such a big step for the, for the plants to, to now move to the, towards the new standard. So I think that's gonna, that, that's gonna be um, uh, an easy uh, process for most of them. Um, you know, there's, still, there's work to do, um, there's training to be, to be had, there's perhaps a change in culture and mindset in terms of maybe the management team, because there's a strong emphasis in the standard on, mm. on uh, management uh, involvement and, yeah. and, and them being involved. But I, I do believe that it's going to give us increased and improved rigour within the business in all locations yeah. by, by yeah. having to be externally um, certified uh, and, and regularly 
so that it just gives us a, an, you know, it's the next step up mm. that gives us that platform to then you know, be working on the, the next improvements going forward. And one other thing, I, I guess, for the benefit of the viewers of the HSC network, anybody trying, any uh, safety leaders trying to implement 45,001, any recommendations on how best to go about doing it from a HSC director perspective? Um, I, I guess from, as a, from a director's perspective, it's having a clear plan, deciding on, on um, you know, when you want to achieve it by, um, giving all of the plants and the locations clear direction on, on the expected time frames for doing training, for doing gap analysis. That's important to actually uh, analyse where you are against the standard. And most of the certification bodies can help in terms of providing documents that help you with that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then one, one of the things for us is certainly getting in early with um, the certification bodies to, to say, we want our, our audit at this time. Yep. Because it's a new standard, it's mm -hmm. very popular at the moment, and the numbers of, of auditors that are trained to be able to uh, uh, certify against that standard is, is perhaps limited. Yep. So um, have to get in early, uh, I would say, and, and make sure you fix those, fix those dates. That's great. Yeah. Well, Phil, thank you ever so much for, for doing the interview with HSC Network. And um, I know you're a big advocate of our events and been supportive of them over the years. And, uh, you know, we look forward to hopefully interviewing you again for, for, for the network in the future. Thank, thank you, you very yes. much. Thank you. Great discussions there from both. As always, make sure you follow us on LinkedIn and stay subscribed to the HSC Network website where you can access all of our great content. Thanks very much, and we'll see you in the next episode.